My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It is none other than the Deathmatch Reaper, the one and only rugged Vic Craig, live to you now from New Zealand. How are you today, sir? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. This is cool. I know. Very excited, buddy. My first ever New Zealand guest. <laughs> Sweet. Exactly. Making history. On the face of girls' podcast. <laughs> Thank you for making time for me. I know you've just knocked off and you're trying to kick back. So uh, hopefully this will be a, a fun, a fun little chat here, so we can learn all about your history. Yeah, it should be cool, man. Awesome, no worries. So, dude, uh, usually when I start this, I only really have one question for people, and that sort of kicks everything off. I like to ask when you think back to what got you into wrestling. What were some of the first faces that stood out to you? professional wrestlers that instantly caught your attention um so i was like three years old so yeah wow the first memory i have of wrestling Mm -hmm. was uh who was it It was brutus beefcake getting mauled with the spur yeah okay yeah i can't remember who it was what's his name ah that's Oh, I know his name too. It's like gone blank. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was like censored across the screen. And I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. I remember it vividly. And I was like, little fella. <laughs> just like, wow. <laughs> um, and like your yeah, big names, like your Macho Man and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and all that. Like Jake the Snake. Yeah. Like, was it, on, t- was it on TV uh, in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we okay. had it on it was like very edited shows, I believe, but yeah. I don't remember too much because I was like real young. But my old man used to watch it, and I'd sit and watch it with him. And then uh, I think it got taken off TV because kids were doing it at school and stuff from memory. And then it came back again, and so we had WCW mainly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got right back into it then. So yeah. Exactly. Oh, I just uh, I just looked it up for you. It was the outlaw Ron Bass, and yeah, how Ron how yes. ironic that uh, one of the only what you could call hardcore spots back in the day or whatever kind of instantly got you from that young, yeah. you know, which is probably a good argument why they shouldn't put it on TV now. But here we are, so. <laughs> John Moxley having fucking exploding barbed wire death matches, <laughs> three year olds being like, what the. <laughs> 
this is cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to catch her attention immediately. And do you think it was oh, the? Do you think it was like the wrestling action, or do you think it was the bigger, you know, larger than life characters that sort of caught your attention? Um, I think it was the characters originally, and then yeah, I started getting more into the wrestling side of it. Yeah, later on and. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was always the characters and the promos and that that I was like, "Whoa, what, what's this? This is yeah, cool." Yeah. yeah, is it still something that your father enjoys, like, or that you guys went on to enjoy together? Like, it was a big part of my dad and my relationship. Like, when I got into it, like in you know late high school and stuff like that, we used to watch all yeah. that stuff together. Yeah, he stopped watching it after it sort of went off the air and then came back. He didn't really start watching it anymore. But uh-huh. um, he went to all the shows when the show started up over here yeah like he's taking me along and we'd go together and watch catch the shows on the weekend and stuff so he really enjoyed the live shows and going to it yeah and much he didn't like to admit but he did <laughs> so <laughs> he got right into it yeah. so he did enjoy it but yeah he didn't really watch it on tv anymore but yeah exactly mm. who was i talking with recently it might have been tommy vendetta where we were talking about how like dads don't like to admit that they like stuff. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, they got to yeah. keep it. Oh, no, nah, that's fucking shit. It's like, you like it. Just say you like it and it's totally fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Got to keep it a fucking secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're ridiculous people. Um, so <laughs> once it starts to come back on TV, you know, when WCW and stuff come on TV and stuff, how old are you at that stage? Would have been around seven or eight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah, getting into the, it was like the crazy shit too, like the um, Dungeon of Doom and all the <laughs> weird shit. There. So I was like, what the hell? What the fuck's this? <laughs> but there's like Hulk Hogan's on WCW and I'm like, oh, I remember him. Yeah, cool. Okay, I'll start watching that. And then, yeah, it's like all the old school guys are still around and. but yeah, it's like pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you go on to like be a fan all through high school and stuff? Or are you, you like some of us where, like, after high school, and stuff, you, you know, you drop off it for a while and then find it later? No, I never dropped off. I was never. like, yeah, super fan, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> when did you begin training? And how do you even begin training, like, in New Zealand? I know in Australia, for me, it seemed, like, impossible. Yeah, it was for a while. Um, so... Mania Pro Wrestling started out when I was about 15. And um, I always, like, was too nervous of failing. So I never jumped in and did it. Right. Um, I only started six years ago. Okay. So I was 29, started wrestling then. Wow. um, But we've got, surprisingly, in Auckland alone, there's five, no, wait, Warrior Fale. Maniacs, use IPW. Yeah, five different training schools. Like, wow. And Auckland alone, like, that's pretty wild. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That, that and is, I mean, here in Perth, we've got three, I think. Like, you know, it's, it's not huge. The CPW have got their school. Yeah. And then actually, I know New Horizons and, um, yeah. and Schwar, I think, are even out of the same school. So, I don't know. There might only be two. Like I, I'm, I'm not really like adverse, you know, versed in all of the schools and who's training who and stuff. But there's only a couple of main ones, so that seems like yeah. a lot of wrestling schools all in one place. Yeah, for a small place, like really, in yeah. the biggest scheme of things, eh? New Zealand's like 
you know, there's what three others in New Zealand as well on top of that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you know? exactly. For a, That's pretty for crazy. A small country. Four others? Yeah, four others. Has it become a pretty big actual wrestling scene, like independent scene over there? I know nothing about it other than you guys and what I know from like Deathmatch yeah. Down Under, you know? Um, it's sort of getting there, I think. Um, it has its dips and like some promotions are growing like quite decent. Like yeah. down in Christchurch, they're getting 400 people a show. Yeah. Which pretty big really in yeah, like huge. New Zealand as well like you know yeah. uh-huh. um, up here we get around 150 at like top end like drawing like my show I just ran we got 150 I believe around there somewhere around 150 yeah I didn't count but yeah, yeah. that was the, yeah, the Vic Craig present shows yeah I've yeah. seen I've seen those yeah. popping up on social media and things like that yeah yeah it's um, yeah that drew quite well uh-huh. to be honest for what I thought it was going to <laughs> So, yeah, it was cool, it was cool. Exactly. Well, well, that, I, I guess, is a testament in itself where you can just, like, drop something. And, I mean, you, you didn't really – it's not like you've got a big wrestling league or anything like that. You were just like, I'm going to put on a wrestling show. Is that yeah. the way, the way yeah. it kind of, kind of looked to me, you know? Yeah. 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 No, it definitely was there. It was yeah. quite cool. Like, it's fucking really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Well, well, we'll get to that. We'll Let's rewind a little bit more mm. and we, we'll go in, go in the – the timeline. So when you you finally do um, rip off the bandaid and go, you know what? I'm going to do this. It's something I've wanted to do my whole life. I've been a fan my whole life. I'm going to go to a school or whatever. Now you're a pretty yeah. like fit dude, from what I can see. Were you always an athlete, or is that something that you've fitness and health is something you've developed through starting training? Um. So my best friend owns a gym. He's a personal trainer. Okay. Um. Convenient. But. So prior prior to starting training, I'd sort of gotten in, right into the mm-hmm. uh, fitness side of things. But I was really always quite small, so uh-huh. bulking up was like the main thing I wanted to do, and it took me a long time to get there. But yeah. I'm slowly getting there. But um, but yeah, fitness was quite on the radar before starting because I was planning to start wrestling, so I went even harder on it. And yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I've got all the people around me there to ride into it, so it sort of became hand in hand. I think. Well, yeah, exactly. If you, like your circle is all doing those same things and training and doing all that, it makes it a lot easier for that to become your, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. schedule and and routine and things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Now, did you? What was first day of training like? How do you you find the school? Do you just rock up on a night or something like that, or do you have to like sketchily email a dodgy website or like what what do you do? <laughs> Well, I, I've been watching the New Zealand scene since it really began, so okay. I knew everyone involved and like where and where to, how to go about it all. Yeah. Um, I chose one of the how many we've got, mm-hmm. and um, so my trainer, she was the longest running professional wrestler in New Zealand. Oh, she wow. started when it all began, and mm-hmm. so I thought I'd go there. She was always big about the character side of things as well. So, and um. They had the smaller group of people, so I felt like if I went there, we could make something of it in a way. So yes. I thought, you know. Um, so, yeah, I went there and rocked up on the day and nervous as all fucking hell. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really good. It was a, a lot, yeah. Uh, wasn't. I'm not going to say it wasn't as hard as I expected, but, yeah, I think it all flowed quite naturally from being able, like, watching for pretty much my entire life. Yeah. It all was like, yeah, sort of flowed quite naturally. And 
I debuted within seven months, I think, of training. So yeah. I made my debut match, and yeah, it was all on from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose you made your, your road a little bit easier by, you know, starting to get your physical fitness underway for a start. Yeah. So you're already bulking up. Yeah. And then you know what to expect, right? You're like, I'm going to have to throw my back on this mat. I know these ropes are going to suck, like, you know, so yeah. it's not really a surprise. Like, you're like, no, this is just going to be shit and that's what, what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when and at which point then do you begin a transition into deathmatch? Because I didn't even know that New Zealand had a deathmatch scene, uh, let alone, you know, even a wrestling scene. And then I, I see I'm uh, over... A, in Melbourne for Deathmatch Down Under, and there's this New Zealand wrestler that I wasn't aware who he was, uh, and then I start to hear about all the stuff that you guys are doing. So was it always kind of the plan for you as you started to get into it to be like, oh, it'd be cool to do that one day? Loved it when Brutus was getting hammered by that spur. It'd be <laughs> sick. Or, or was that something that sort of came naturally just after you started doing shows and things like that? You saw a niche to do something different? Um, so I was... 13 years old and I took I was into the whole role-playing uh, e-feds and all that shit and there's one guy on there from New Zealand that we like used to talk online all the time and one day he said to me oh have you seen this ultraviolet and stuff and I was like what's that and I think it was it would have been like the first cage of death I believe yeah justice paint lobo yeah yeah wow and he sent me these like videos and I'm like what the fuck is this? Holy shit. Yeah. And I fell in love with Deathmatch from that. So it's always been something I wanted to do. And then um, when wrestling started up over here, the live show started with uh, Mania. There was a guy called The Machine. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, he did the Deathmatch stuff. And it became like this, fuck, oh, yeah, there is something here. I want to do this. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And then, he retired and it sort of died off. And um, yeah, I just basically said to Stacey one day, like, oh, I want to do the deathmatch stuff. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Paul Sayers from down in Wellington, he came up and he told me, yeah, I'm keen to do a deathmatch. So we ended up doing one. My first deathmatch was an electrified light tube table. And that was the. So I just took it easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just um, straight into the deep end. <laughs> yes, yeah, we yeah. did that, yeah. and that match almost killed our invite. No big deal. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So we did that, and then um, they were like, "Oh, well, we'll do another one at our show underground, which every match has a stipulation. So yeah. your next one, we'll do another death match, and." So we did one more the next year, and then the next year, this or this past year, I was like, "No, nah, we're going to fall ball with this. We need a yeah. sort of, I want a deathmatch scene in this country. We're doing some more with it. Um, and then there was, yeah, Horace. He sort of got tricked into deathmatch, I think. <laughs> He's great. Of it in a way. <laughs> tricked into so it. They did a they did a fans bring the weapons match at IPW. He uh-huh. got his mask stapled to his chest. And then everyone went, fuck, he's hardcore. He's a deathmatch guy now. So they booked him with me instantly in a heathen show. Yeah. And um, we had a fucking great deathmatch. And then 
yeah, he became a deathmatch guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it. But he loves it. He's yeah, he's fucking amazing. So yeah, it's so cool to see. And now we're slowly starting to get there. I think God, like for my show, it was like right, I'm booking you in a deathmatch. All good. Oh yeah, okay. So JT Hollow, he's honestly, I think probably the best wrestler in this fucking country, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go fucking far. Um, so I booked him in a death match. It was gonna be him and Joel. Yeah. And then I was gonna have Alex Cologne in the main. Yeah. Alex had to like couldn't come unfortunately, so ended up being the triple threat. So yeah. But it worked out really cool, and JT Hollow had to step in and be a death match guy, and now I think uh, he's gonna be pushed for a few more of them. Yeah. <laughs> So it's more of a peer pressure scene than anything else where all yeah. you need to do is briefly <laughs> dabble in it and then you get stereotyped and forced to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also... No one's been forced. <laughs> oh, well, not forced, but, uh, you know, a bit of the old, come on, mate, jump in there. And then and what inevitably ends up happening, and I, I hear this from many people who've maybe not intentionally intended to become deathmatch wrestlers, they get a taste for it and they're like, oh, this is what I've been looking for, yeah. like, the whole time. They're like, this is yeah. what I'm going to do. I've interviewed so many people that are like that. Um, yeah. I forget who it was. Maybe it was maybe it was Alex Ocean. I don't remember. He told me how when he, he did one, something like that, and he walked out and Effie was there, and he was like, yep, you're addicted now, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like immediately <laughs> after the first one, he just knew, you know, that that's what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me about like the companies there. So I know Joel was over for one recently and is he holding a New Zealand title right now? Yes. Yeah. So he's got the one above all, which is the Heathen Combats Championship. Which he took off Horus, is that right? Yeah. Horus was holding that? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was the night before my show. It was a fucking wild match. It was so good. Yeah. Um but yeah, we've got so in yeah, Auckland alone, like I say, we've got Impact Pro Wrestling, uh, the Farley Dojo, yep. uh, Warrior Wrestling, which is run by Hinare. Yeah. Um, Maniacs United, where I was training, mm-hmm. and then the Hughes Academy as well. Mm-hmm. Then in Hamilton, we've got Heaven Combat, mm-hmm. and then Wellington, there's Capital Pro Wrestling and Valiant Pro Wrestling. Um, Wanganui, we've got. Uh, ben Munner's promotion, River City Pro, then Christchurch Unified Pro Wrestling, and then down in the south, down uh, Queenstown and Invercargill, we've got uh, SPW as well. Yeah. I think, I'm, I think that's everyone. Is so it? it's a big, like, yeah. a lot of promotions, really. Yeah. And there might be some more popping up soon. Yeah, wow. Exactly. <laughs> that's not even talk about you just putting on your own shows at whim, like, you know, whenever you yeah. want. Yeah, that's yeah. sick, dude. That's more really exciting that. to hear that so many you know, um, people are getting on board with it there and the scene's, like, really picking up. That's so cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, yes. I've I've been to New Zealand once before. I used to play in a band and we toured there one time. Um, and oh, we, really? we drove yeah. everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. just get South Island, Top Island, whatever it was. Like, you can, you can get there. Unlike with Australia, you know, if we were over here in Perth, a little bit too insane to get, like, you know, it takes days to get to Melbourne or whatever. Yeah, Like, yeah. if you were going to drive it, flying it, you can do, but it's very expensive. Like, you could jump yeah. in the car and kind of get anywhere in New Zealand in a semi-reasonable time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bottom of the north in eight hours. Sort of yeah, thing, yeah, exactly. So you could do it yeah. in, a, in a day or whatever and be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's cool. That's really cool. Well, that's exciting, yeah, man. I'm really, I'm really excited for you guys. But uh, obviously, yeah. your forays over in Melbourne have already sort of been, you know, seeing results. You, you're at the Spider Show. Uh, you found out the week of, I guess, and and you were yeah. all over that show, man. It was really awesome. But then now you're yeah. heading back for your first ever deathmatch tournament. Is that right? For the second yeah. generation of Dream, death rules everything around me. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Eh? It's like yeah. as soon as I saw the first one, I'm like, I need to be a fucking part of that one day. Yes, I'll do whatever the fuck it takes. And um, yeah, <laughs> I found out that I'm a part of that. Uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm very excited for it. I really would have liked to get over for it, um, but, yeah, I, yeah. but I'm going over for the ICW shows already. And I, you yeah. know, <laughs> It ain't cheap to get over to Melbourne by, by plane, so oh, it's like you can only do so many yeah. of these trips. Yeah, fucking hey. <laughs> nah, yeah, I want to hopefully try and get over for that as well because, oh, like, I wouldn't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four but, shows just over those couple of days there, and there's going to be so much talent there. So many people to oh, honestly. You know, mix it up with and rub elbows with and, and watch yeah, them do, oh, yeah. do it better than most, you know? Yeah, fucking A. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's how, like, so how, is, cool. how is flights from New Zealand to, to Melbourne? Expen- um, it's not too bad. Yeah. Like, uh, when I... I managed, I think when I came over for Spiders and Poor Decisions, uh-huh. the borders hadn't officially been opened. Right. Like, when I brought my ticket over. Yeah, okay. But I, instead of buying my return flights, I just bought a ticket over first. Yeah. And then brought my return flight later on. Yeah. But it was $250 over, and then cost me 650 to return. Yeah. But, so I fucked up. I should have brought the whole lot at once, but I was like, oh. It might change, so I'll just quick. I'll buy the first ticket and then go from there. Yeah, but I think it was so much cheaper because of the borders not being open yet, and yeah. it was sort of like a fee. But yeah, yeah, fuck it. But um, yeah, it's not too bad now. Is yeah, it's like I think it was fifteen hundred for my partner and I to both go over and return. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it's quite a reasonable way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Did you um? Did you have trouble, like, when you said the, the borders weren't open and stuff, was it hard for you to even leave? Like, did you have to provide them with anything to even go? Yeah, I had to do a um, rat. I had to do a rat, but it had to be – I had to go to the pharmacy and have someone view it and do yeah. it with me like, uh-huh. and sign everything and all yes. the documents for that. And, um, and then, yeah, same to come back. So I had to do that before I left Melbourne and – yeah, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they weren't like, why are you yeah. leaving? What's the reason? What do you mean you want to do death matches in Melbourne? Why would you want to do that? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, nah. No. I just did the old uh, going to visit family. Um, <laughs> that works. <laughs> death yeah. in the family. i got to yeah. go. <laughs> Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to, like, pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all 
of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels. Now let's get back to the interview. Not too shabby jumping straight in there with the champion. Uh, well, actually, oh, two no, champions, right? technically. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, throw me in the deep end, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly, straight out. Hey, do you, you didn't get a chance to work with Callan yet, did you? No, no. First time. Yeah, yeah. York, I had that little bit with the um, five-way we did over yes. Spiders, so that was cool. And I had a little bit of a tussle with him in the rumble back here um, for healing combat. Yeah, exactly. He hit me with the, the generico brain buster to eliminate me out the rumble. Oh, okay, <laughs> then. That's cool. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Yeah, exactly. Did he win or no? Yeah, yeah, he won the rumble. So the winner got a shot or gets, a, gets the main event spot at their anniversary show. So they'll be heading back over in November. Oh, so that's it's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. If um if you manage to get, the, I should have brought up the uh the old standings on it, but uh and then who you go through then, and you'd be versing who the winner of which. Um, I should have planned this in some way. Who was it? Oh, here we go. I've got it now. Luckily, I'm on your Facebook page, and you're more organised than me, apparently. Uh, then you'll be in another three-way. Okay, fucking rough run yeah. uh, against either yeah Mad Dog and Jimmy Lloyd, depending who goes through there, or yeah. Camby Crawford and or Jordan Sampson. So not really an yeah. easy run for you uh, yeah, <laughs> going through these. Two. <laughs> That's fucked. This is the, the roughest tournament of all time. This is actually super brutal when you when you lay out everybody. That's um yeah fuck me yeah Jesus. You end up with monsters no matter which way you go there. Yeah, everyone's a killer. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> yeah. a killer. And then over on the other side, we've got Will Walker and Damien Rivers. How come they only get? How come you're you're over here doing two three ways when everybody else has just got the double? Is that because they just you got snuck on at the, the end? Wild card. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. So you yeah. can't really complain. It's that's your opportunity right there. They should be complaining because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're like, I thought I was just versus York. Now I got to deal with this motherfucker coming in from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Well, if you're crafty, maybe just do the old uh, the match starts immediately roll out of the ring and under it and just wait for them to kill each other and then <laughs> get up. Slide on in and take the win. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah, that's it. Use that yep. technique twice and next thing you know, you're in the finals and you're basically fresh. So that's... Well, I? <laughs> okay, we've laid out... I won't edit I won't put this part on the podcast so nobody knows you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be huge, dude. I, I bet it's, like, so exciting. I'm sure you've watched your fair share of tournaments over the years. Um, yeah, hell yeah. What are you doing to prepare for something like that, man? Because I, I can't imagine that it's going to be easy, you know, dealing with that kind of blood loss, like, that many matches. You've, have you ever done more than one death match in a day? Or? Nah, nah. Well, yeah, I've been pretty, pretty tame over here. It's hard pickings to 
do a bit more yeah. um, than one. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I don't know really. Like, I everyone always asks, how do you prepare for a death match? I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, do it. <laughs> it's like I don't really prepare. I just chill out, get into it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> See how it goes. Same as any other match, you know. Exactly. I Warm think it, I think it's like make sure you've got like orange juice and stuff for afterwards to, you know, keep your electrolytes up or whatever you call it, you know, that kind of stuff, your blood sugar and stuff pumping oh, afterwards. Straight into the beers afterwards. but <laughs> Well, not when you've got two more after that, if you can get to the finals. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the beer yeah. will serve you well if you're about to go into another three-way. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That <laughs> think about the tournament part of things. Yeah, so. exactly. So one at a time there, but uh, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that to keep yourself pumping would be be pretty pretty wise. <laughs> All right. And so when you win the entire tournament, what does that mean? So you obviously you win Dream. Is there anything at stake? You uh, does the winner get a title shot against Callan again, or or something like that? I think, um, from what I understood, the winner gets the title. Oh, really? The winner becomes the deathmatch champion. Oh, I don't is, know. I'm not is Callan, entirely sure. Is Callan defending the title the whole way through the tournament? Oh, I, I'm not entirely sure. It seemed that way from what a couple of people's posts yeah. implied, but I should probably know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm putting you on the spot. I do, I do know somebody that may know a thing or two about it, like either Callan or Joel <laughs> would be able to tell me pretty quick. I'm just saying, yeah. if that is the case, you got the uh, got the option of becoming the Australian Deathmatch champion in the first round. So that's a little bit of a hot-shotted move anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's how it works. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So if he was defending the whole way through, it would. Or... You would be thinking, depending on how it worked out, if you could manage to pin Callan in the first round, you would at the very least, regardless of winning the tournament, probably have a claim against the belt, you know, if you... Yeah, yeah. Him. So there's probably something going yeah. on there. It's not all about winning. It's about winning yeah. over Callan at the the end of the match. Yeah. So these are the kind of uh, psychology choices that I like in in wrestling, like this kind of stuff. Like where you're at the end of that match, everybody's down. You've rolled out from under the ring, obviously. Out he comes. They're both down <laughs> and you're like, who do I pin? Surely you'd want to roll York out the ring and try to get the pin on Callan. That's the more yeah. important person to beat. And whether that choice and what the implications could be of that choice, you know what I mean? Then York recovers, whatever. You know what I mean? There's, a, mm-hmm. there's options there to keep you guessing. So I enjoy that. Or if I pin York, I can hit up Adrenaline Pro and say, hey, I just pinned your champ. You know, there is options. You do that, <laughs> then you win the title, then you've got right to both, uh, like the yeah. title of Dream, then you've got right to both double champ. Double champ. Now, champ, we, oh, champ. Yeah, now this is how yeah. we do it. This is how we do it. All right, <laughs> this is a foolproof plan, and I absolutely love it, man. I'm so excited for, for what this tournament's going to hold and what it's going to hold for you, man. I'm really glad that you've managed to get involved and um, and I'm sure you're really excited for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome, mate. I didn't realise, like, I don't think it was going to happen this year, but yeah, it fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> it did indeed. So um, tell me tell me a little bit more about these Vic Craig uh, present shows that you, you've you started doing? Um, obviously, it's not like a full wrestling league, but are you just doing like 
one-off uh, one-off shows wherever? Are they ring, no ring? What's the go? Um, so it started off with uh, Heathen were doing a show bringing Joel and a group of people over. Uh-huh. Um, and it sort of became a thing, well, we've got all these people here. We've got a big fucking talent pool. And then the, I got a message, hey, Alex is coming as well. Oh. And I was like, fuck, we have to be all over this. Let's just fucking do a show. Yeah. Um, and it just became a thing, like, fuck it, I'm just going to run a show, let's go. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and I thought, fuck, maybe we'll just do one a year and just have an annual show now going uh-huh. forward. Mm-hmm. But I think... Uh, I think I can announce it. Fuck it. Let's go. We haven't really planned anything. We've got nothing on the board yet. But, yeah, um, yeah so November 20th, mm-hmm. there's going to be a deathmatch tournament over here in New Zealand. Whoa. So yeah. you've already uh, got a taste for it. You haven't even had your first, and you're already planning your own. Yeah, it's going to be in Pukekohe again, so just down the road from where we last had our last show. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoor venue. Um, yeah, Joel will be back for it. Yeah, uh, York will be here, so we'll have a few others coming in. That's We've got hot. a big, yeah, that's hot. It's starting to be planned out now. Um, we're calling it Ready to Die. Yeah, because okay. I'm a big biggie mark. So yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> well, they're over here doing doing Dream. You got to do your own hip hop reference, right? Yeah, of course, of course. It was a tie in there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's big announcement. There you go. <laughs> that, that's a huge, huge announcement. Now, is that like with Heathen Combat or is that your own thing that you're planning? Uh, it's going to be my own thing. Awesome. Under Reaper Pro, Reaper Pro Wrestling, I think. Reaper Pro. Okay. Is this also a new yeah. company that you're planning? I don't know about how far we're going to go company wise, but I think yeah. we need to do something in the way of. Like, yeah, a, a, like an path. umbrella that the, the yeah. tournament and subsequent kind of Nick Craig Presents shows will, will be branched under. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, yeah. man. That's really exciting. Yeah. 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 So I think we needed to do something and push it next level, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you've got access to minds like Joel's, when you've got uh, yeah, access to talent, like the Deathmatch Down Under guys like York and... Callan and Damien Rivers and that p- talent pool they're developing that you can use that to help grow your team as well, you know, yeah, get yeah, them experience with other things. Cause a, a lot of people I think don't even realize like deathmatch down under is obviously very new and a lot of yeah. the talent are very new to deathmatches. They're all like yeah. essentially kind of rookies in a sense. They're just really studying under the likes of Joel and Damien Rivers because they were yeah. some of the only guys doing it. Callan, their champion, mm. had his first death match at their first show, you know? like yeah, and, yeah. and now he's, like, probably considered one of the, like, the names to watch in deathmatch wrestling in the world. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I mean, he yeah, was about to go guy. over for King of the Deathmatch and stuff. So there's no reason that you guys can't follow that same formula by doing the same thing to raise up the status yeah, no, of the New Zealand deathmatch scene. Exactly. And that's yeah. what, yeah, that's all I've been wanting to do for a long time is yeah. Yeah, create that deathmatch scene here yeah, and then elevate everyone to, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's really interesting. 
Tell me, tell me about Joel a little bit. Like, how did you guys meet? Because it seems to me that you guys are kind of kindred spirits a little bit from either, but from different countries. You were both kind of wanting the same things almost at the same yeah. times, but in different locations. You know? Yeah, we. Um, so Joel put up something on Twitter about oh, what was it? A tweet. Uh, it was a tweet about wanting deathmatch or something, and someone pointed it out to me and they're like, Oh, comment on it. So I went and commented and then sort of, it came straight off there. He'd heard about me through, I think Michael who runs heathen. Uh-huh. And, um, cause Michael knew Joel through wrestling as well through other people in Australia as well. I think not entirely sure how they met, but yeah. Um, yeah, sort of just from that tweet. And then we sort of got to talking and yeah, I think like, like you say, we had a lot in common with all that, like how we wanted the scene to be. And, uh-huh. It's sort of just, yeah, become pretty good mates through it all. And he's like real, like been a really big help with me over here with all this stuff too. So it's like really cool to like have someone like Joel because fuck his mind. It's like, yeah. Not just with the deathmatch stuff too. Like he ran a seminar prior to the show here and um, a lot of the guys that I've trained with for years were in there with him and some of the stuff they were pulling out might what the fuck is that the same guy? Like, I've never yeah. seen them do that before. And yeah. it was really cool to fucking see like Joe, Joe coach them through a lot of shit. And they yeah. like, it was really cool. That's yeah. really cool. He's such an amazing mind for wrestling in all yeah. aspects of it. Not just in the ring, which is phenomenal, not just in death match, which is phenomenal, but as a historian, like as a fan, as somebody that's promoted huge events, like he's run, you know, New Japan events and booked Okada and like done all these things and put on all this amazing stuff as a promoter that then when he finally found himself in a place where he was like, I can now focus on doing what I want to do, which is bringing death matches to Australia. Well, bringing them back to Australia and building a company, you know, get a bunch of people around me that are all on the same page and like build this thing. Like it's, it's hard pressed to think of a company that's risen as fast and as prominently as Deathmatch Down Under. Like, it's really impressive, like, the impact that it's had so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, eh? He's... Oh, yeah, I don't even know how he does it so well. It's just so good, eh? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's the fucking American Deathmatch champion right now. You know what I mean? He has the belt in Australia. (laughs) It's, like, crazy. And, yeah, he just does it through force of will and by being, like to my eyes and to everything that I've seen, a very supportive and good person, you know? Like, he's been yeah. nothing but supportive of me since the first day I met him. He was my first ever uh, wrestler I ever interviewed, you know? Because, uh, oh. yeah, I got excited about Deathmatch Down Under. It got, my podcast wasn't about interviews. Uh, and I got excited about Deathmatch Down Under and them launching their first show. And I'm like, this is so cool. There's finally a Deathmatch company in Australia. Of course I've got to talk about it, you know? Uh, and I, yeah, I hit him yeah, up. I'm yeah. like, do you want to come on and talk about it? We had this great conversation and got on really well. And he's become a legitimate, very good friend of mine. And he's been on my podcast heaps of times. And we, like, Deathmatch Down Under is, like, a, a huge thing for me. Like, I'm super vocally supportive of. And so it's so killer to see how far it's come and to see how far he's taken it. Because, like, <laughs> it's um it's pretty crazy, man. And I think having a friend like that that you can – just any aspect of what you're trying to do over there, you can just hit him with a text and be like, hey, what would you do here? Or like, 
you know, oh, I'm a bit yeah. stuck on how to, you know, he's the kind of guy that would just be like, yo, do this or do you have five minutes to talk or whatever? That's that's the kind of person he yeah. is. You know? Yeah, there's been a few of those messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, hey, I've got this really fucked up idea. I don't know how it's going to work logistically. What's your opinion? Yeah. Oh, you need this, this, and this, and this. This will work if you do this. Yeah, cool. Yep, yeah. sweet. <laughs> Him and his this fucked up ideas, stupid. man. Him and his fucked up ideas. Him and Hawko will be like, so this is fucked up idea number six as they, they do something <laughs> insane. God, I had both of those madmen on at the same time, and it was so funny. Like, they're just... <laughs> Some of the idea that the ideas they have that they don't talk about in public that they were telling me, I was like, "You guys are fucking mental." Like, some of the, <laughs> you know what I mean? If they can dream yeah. it, they're like, "We can put this into existence in some way, mainly to entertain yeah. ourselves, and then if anybody else likes it, great." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, man, I'm very excited for you. I can't wait to um, see what comes from that. Do you have plans to or? Yeah, to stream it or, I mean, uh, is there any way to watch the stuff you're doing now, YouTube, IWTV or whatever, and then when we talk about the upcoming tournament, are there plans to do something like that? Yeah, so the latest show, uh, Open the Cemetery Gates, is up on uh, the Hughes Academy website on their On Demand. Okay. Mm-hmm. They helped me out. Um, Graham Hughes, who runs the Hughes Academies, right? Uh-huh sent out his guys, filmed it all, edited it all. Amazing. He's put in a lot of work to get it up for me and uh-huh. fucking did a really good job of it all. Uh, so it's up on his website, hughesacademy.co.nz. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 15 bucks to watch it okay. at the moment. Mm-hmm. I was going to get some DVDs at some point and start selling those as well. So, mm-hmm. um, And the tournament, I think there is big plans for that. So Yeah. I'm going to work on the logistics of uh, all that, and that might be going up. I can't confirm or say where yet, I don't think. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I can see a twinkle in his eye. He's got evil machinations (laughs) planned. But, yeah, if you can get it to a situation where it can be streamed worldwide. uh, Yeah. And then, you know, get it promoting on the internet. You know, you've got Joel all over it. Yeah. There's other allies in you know, the world of deathmatch at the moment, especially coming up soon. You know what I mean? There's mm. no reason why you guys can't jump on the same kind of blueprint and just push something forward that's really cool. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking that would be sick, man. Exactly. Tell the people where to find you on social media and all those bits and pieces. Um. So, yeah, at Rugged Vic, I think, is <laughs> most of them. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, the deathmatchreaper.com website as well, where I've been selling my merch and tickets. Yep. So the tickets for the next show will be going up on there when they are available. I'm not sure when they'll be going on sale yet, but... Does the Deathmatch Reaper website ship internationally for shirts and things like that? Um, at the moment, it's just free shipping to New Zealand, but mm-hmm. I can work out shipping internationally if need be. Yeah, cool. People need to DM you for that. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. Probably the better way to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slash, if you get over in October, bring something with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And obviously merch with you for the Dream Tournament. Yeah, I'm going to try and get some stuff hustled and quickly done. Yeah. I've got a pre-order up that's closing tonight of the Wu-Tang design I did for 
for the dream gear I was going to do. Initially, it was just going to be gear, but then I was like, fuck, it's actually pretty cool. I might have to uh, do a quick pre-order and see what I can hustle to get over. That's it. <laughs> Wu-Tang theme gear for the dream tournament. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Got to do it. You got to do it. Man. Yes. Up on my Facebook page, Twitter and stuff if anyone wants to pre-order. But it closes tonight, so by the time this is up, I guess it won't be, yeah. <laughs> It'll be there. All right. Uh, how quick can I get this up? Not quick enough for anybody to pre-order <laughs> is the answer. So you've probably missed out, but you never know if there's enough demand. Maybe the, maybe the pre-orders reopen back up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking might, for I'm Vic. <laughs> I'm speaking for Vic. I don't actually know what that takes to do. So yeah, maybe I'm making promises. Nah, it'd probably be pretty yeah. pretty easy if people want them. The demands there. Yeah, exactly right. Out. Get it going. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Yeah. Vic, man, so nice to meet you today, dude. It's finally. Uh, I didn't get a chance to catch you when we were both in Melbourne at the same time, but it's nice to chat it up here. And good luck for the yeah, tournament, yeah. man. I can't wait to see what you do there, and I can't wait to see what yeah. you've got planned for your own promotions back home in NZ. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's going to be crazy, eh? Yep. Cheers for having me. It's yeah, pretty, oh, pretty good. Dude, you're very, very welcome. Anytime. We'll have to do it another time, and I'll make sure all that stuff that you've just told us about, all the links will be in the show notes for everybody to listen to. So Sweet. for everybody out there, keep an eye on New Zealand Deathmatch Wrestling. There's more to come. Keep your eyes on Deathmatch Down Under and the Dream Tournament and watch as the Deathmatch Reaper rugged Vic Craig comes from underneath the ring to pin the Australian <laughs> Deathmatch Champion and uh, basically free light his way to the crown. I can't wait to see it, buddy. Thank you so much for your time, yeah? Cheers, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. So for rugged Vic Craig... And four faces and feels, remember, it's all about peace, love, and fucking deathmatch wrestling. Yo, thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Faces Fieldscast, or just head straight to our link tree, linktr.e slash Faces to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favorite podcast providers, find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from DeathmatchWorldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. <laughs>